All right, welcome to Trouble Dads. We're we're getting a little bit uh, better at this. This is our third edition of the year, but we're get, we're getting there. So, um, alongside myself, Nate Moyer, we've got Rob Finn and Brian BG on the uh, on the horn here. So, guys, we're going to talk a little baseball. Basically, this entire thing is all about baseball. We've got um, spring training. We've got opening day. Um, we've got some early predictions. What we think about the new rules in baseball, and maybe a little bashing on the uh, the trash shows. Uh, I mean the Astros. Sorry, gosh, I don't know what I did there with the trash cans. Um, so anyway, guys, spring training starting in a couple. Uh, gosh, must be what another week I think is start is the first games. So I got a little trivia for you. Um, but first off, obviously, what what are we drinking tonight, Rob? What do you got over there today? Well, in honor of President's Day, I'm going with the uh, good old American King of Beers, Budweiser. Plus, my dad came over for the weekend and. That's what we stock up on when he comes over. So drink good old Bud Heavy. Isn't that a German company now in Bev? Is that? I was going to say, what, what president does that represent? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> German president. Brian, what do you got over there? I got the old uh, Block Party Lager from Pottertown. It's in New Haven, Connecticut. Oh, yeah. Somewhat local. I think I, yeah. we tried that at a uh, Super Bowl party we went to. Um, and yeah. I'm drinking Super Typhoon treehouse it's actually funny it's i didn't think the first sip is not that great but then the aftertaste is really good so you know it, it threw me off for a little bit i didn't think i liked it and then i said wait a minute my second sip hey this this is pretty good um so that's what we're drinking all right so for spring training i i, I kind of looked up a little bit of trivia um i had a trivia question myself but we'll kind of go back and forth here so rob we'll start with you how many MLB teams are in the Cactus League and how many MLB teams are in the Grapefruit League? So let's say Cactus League first, you know. Hmm. I think it's going to be, I think it's 16. In which one, the Grapefruit or Cactus? In the Cactus, in, in the cactus League. Cactus 16. All right, how many in the Grapefruit? 14. 14. All right. Brian, what about you? How many do you think? Uh, I, I, would agree. I would agree with that. I think Cactus League has... A couple of more than grapefruit. So I'd say, uh, I mean, just to change it up, I'll, I'll go 17, 13. Okay. Well, you were both wrong. It's actually easier than you think. It's 15 in both. So they split it up hmm. pretty easy. So that's, I kind of thought I wasn't going to fool you there. I guess I did kind of fool you there. So, all right. That'll, that'll work. Good, good start here. Um, all right. Let's see. Yeah, we're not as smart as we look. <laughs> Which is great. This is a podcast. Um, <laughs> okay. So. Another one. What major league team has its spring training home clo- located in the closest proximity to its regular season home stadium? So, Brian, we'll start with you on this one. Remember, Grapefruit League or Cactus League? Uh, I'm going Tampa. Tampa? I'm going Arizona Diamondbacks. All right. Because it's Nate, and I'm sure he's going to want to use talk about the Diamondbacks for at least 30 seconds. Rob's, <laughs> Rob's, Rob's right on the money there. So the Diamondbacks play 18.8 miles away from their home stadium. They play in Scottsdale, Arizona, which is uh, Salt River Fields. They share the ballpark with the Rockies. Um, I'm actually going to be there in a couple weeks. So I'm very excited. It's probably one of my favorite spring training homes. Um, but, yeah, so Tampa's not a bad guess, but the Diamondbacks, I kind of thought that would be a little easy because the Diamondbacks, but uh, still a good, Tampa's a good guess there. Um, here's a good one. In March 24th, 2001, in a spring training game, Randy Johnson threw a pitch that blew up what, Rob? Bird. Bird. There you go. Were you going to say the yep. same one, Brett? Yeah. Bird. He's nodding his head there. If you, have, if you haven't had a chance, Google YouTube it. 
Randy Johnson hits bird. It's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. It is of all the pitchers to actually hit a bird. It's got to be Randy Johnson who's got that you know ridiculous fastball. So uh, you feel so bad for that bird. But it was pretty funny if you uh, if you're not an environmentalist uh, to YouTube that have a look. All right. Too bad it wasn't Tommy Glavin. That bird would have been out of there by for a good seven seconds by the time that ball crossed the plate. <laughs> All right. So opening day is coming up after spring training. So do you guys have any favorite opening day traditions? Do you have anything you remember about opening day? If you have, have you actually been to your favorite teams for opening day? So Rob, we'll start with you. So I'm going to put this out there. That I'm one of the biggest Met fans that I know, um, but I because of have gone away to school. And then coming back up here and getting a job in baseball and then starting working in a trade show where our show was in April. I've never been to an opening day Mets game. Um, my tradition is that no matter what it is, I block out two hours for lunch at one o'clock and I go to a bar and I have a burger and I have a beer. And I at least watch the first half of the game so that I can at least say I watched some of the for, uh, opening day. But I do not take calls. I turn off the cell phone and I watch the game. I've also brought a computer to the bar and done work there so that I can uh, act like I am working from home. Um, I've been there. Watch it. I've seen it. <laughs> but I, uh, I think actually this year might be the first year. My brother is a guy who's been to opening day every day for the last 10 years. And uh, this year I told him, get me a ticket because I have nothing to do March 26th. And I'm going to be back for my show. And I got that whole week uh, free. So I'm going to take off and go to my first opening day in 2020. All right. That's pretty exciting, man. I'm glad you're going to go to your first one. Brian, what about you? Any opening day traditions? Anything you excited about? Have you been Have you been to an opening day? I know you're a Yankees fan. Have you been to a Yan- Yankees opening day? I, have, I can't say that I have. And if I did, I can't remember. But uh, I really don't think I have been to opening day. I uh, don't really have too many opening day traditions. I've always been working that day or when I was old enough to to go i'd always be working at camp can't take off to to do it i've always wanted to but never have Uh, but one thing i do remember or at least one notable opening day for the yankees uh was when matsui uh in the snow hit that home run you know everybody matsui was super hyped and he hit that home run and it was just like he just instantly earned his pinstripes that day and the rest was history Pretty awesome. Nice. I went to an opening day for the Diamondbacks. Obviously, the Diamondbacks are fairly easy to get tickets to, so opening day wasn't wasn't too difficult. I think I've actually been to a couple, but one of them that I thought was pretty memorable was there was a fire somewhere in the Phoenix area, and they had the roof open because it was beautiful weather. And there was like this kind of ash that kept falling on you. And we were kind of in the upper deck. I mean, we didn't care where we were sitting. We were just excited to be there. But that, that was kind of memorable because I'm like, I'm getting this soot and stuff kind of like falling on your arms. And it looks like snow, but it's the ash. It's it's pretty weird. But uh, other than that, no, I, I usually always watch. The Dimebacks are never the first game. Um, so I like to watch whatever it is. I always like to see the first pitch of the, of the ball of the uh, Major League season. I like that, whatever. Whatever venue it is, it's fun to just watch it on TV. I hope if my uh, kids are doing very well in school, when they get a little bit older, I think it'd be kind of fun to cut school and take them to a to opening day, um, whether it be the Mets or the uh, or the Yankees. I think it'd be kind of fun. I'm not sure if my wife would go for it, but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, so there's some new rules this year in baseball. Um, obviously, we're not going to talk about all of them, but I'll just kind of hit on a couple of them. So. 
One of them is that pitchers now have to have a three batter minimum. So they can't just come out for one batter and go back down. Um, what do you guys think about that? So Brian, we'll start with you. What do you, what do you think about that? I think it's great. I think, I think it's good for the game. Uh, baseball, let's be honest, can be very long and can, can be very boring. Uh, and anything I think they're going to do to change it up a bit, speed up the game, even if it's just a, a little, because I don't think the three pitcher, uh, the three batter, uh, minimum is really going to speed things up. But, uh, as far as gameplay, but it will, you know, obviously decrease the amount of pitching changes. Uh, it's going to affect the game as far as, uh, matchups, you know, you, you're not going to have that lefty on lefty matchup if they're going to bring in a pinch hitter and, you know, for that second or second batter or something like that, you know, it's going to really kind of change the, the game plan uh, for the managers and uh, how they're going to approach which pitcher to bring in for three batters. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they react uh, on both sides, you know, the, the, the offensive team and the, the defensive team yeah. out on the field there just to see what they're going to do. And the other, I, the other uh, caveat to that is apparently that if they, if a pitcher is injured, they're able, you know, if they go through one batter and they get quote unquote injured, you know, that that's allowed. I wonder if you're going to start seeing players faking an injury saying, Oh, I, you know, my arm feels sore. It's tightness or something like that. And how they're going to be able to enforce that. That'll be, that'll be interesting. Brian, you think there's going to be some uh, injury faking to kind of get around the rule? Oh yeah, I'm sure Houston will come up with something to to do there. Yeah. And our first shot at Houston, Rob. What do you think about the rule, and what do you think about the uh, think they'll fake some injuries to kind of get around it? I I absolutely think they're going to fake an injury. Football players do it all the time to kind of slow the game down and momentum. Um, I am not a fan of this rule. I think it takes you know a lot of strategy out of the game. I like the lefty on lefty. I like bringing a guy in for a batter. Um, you know, if a guy's just not pitching well, it just doesn't have the stuff after the first batter, you got to leave him in for two more. I just think it's dumb because the manager is now handcuffed to have to play, you know, have to face two more batters. If you just tell a pitcher just doesn't have it, maybe throws four straight balls and just looks off. I just think it's bad. I mean, it's, it's something, I don't know why they, you know, you're taking strategy out of the manager's hands. I mean, might as well just, you know, have them, you know. I don't know. You're just you're changing too much on it. I, I don't like it. I think it's silly. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's going to speed it up all that much anyway. I, I just I don't like it. I don't like it. I think it's silly to have that have them come in for three batters. I don't know. Like Brian said, you got to start strategizing a little bit longer. Maybe it's going to change the game around. But I just think it's too messed up. That what's next? You know, your batter has to see at least four pitches before he has to swing, or you know. Something silly. I just think it's silly that they're going to start doing this minimum stuff right now. So I'm not a fan of it. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, this is they're going to try it out this year, and I guess we'll just see. If I'm sure if it's bad, then you know they'll they'll tweak it and adjust it next year. Um, one of the other ones is the pitchers on the DL. Traditionally, they could go down for a 10 day disabled list, right? Which obviously teams could bring up new pitchers, things of that nature. And most of the time, pitchers would only miss like one start and could realistically come back for their second start. So the MLB now have made it so it's a 15-day minimum disabled for pitchers. So what do you guys think about that? I mean, Rob, we'll start with you on this one. Uh, again, I don't see the I don't see the the reasoning behind it. I guess um, you know pitchers pitch every five days. So if a guy's down for ten, then you get you know he only misses one start. I don't know why you now you're forcing a guy to miss two starts. Um, 
you know, what if it is something like a concussion protocol or, you know, maybe it's just a, a small, you know, a sprained ankle or something minimum. Maybe he just wants to miss one start. I, I don't know why they're tweaking this. I don't see the advantage of it. I don't see the reasoning behind it other than just forcing a guy to sit out two games. I mean, you're paying a guy like, let's say, Garrett Cole, I don't know, $12 billion. And now if he sprains an ankle, instead of being out one start, he's missing two. So now the guy's getting paid for two starts or he's going to get paid for two starts and he would only be out one. Yeah, you know, I mean, you guys, we pay these guys a lot of money, and now you're not going to see your best pitcher out there because you forced him to sit out a second start. Because maybe it's something like a blister in his hand. He just he might miss a start, and you're allowed to do ten games. I don't know. Again, why are they fixing something that I don't think was broken to begin with? You make a good point on that, but I think I think the reasoning behind it, obviously, I'd have to read a little bit more about it. Is I think that sometimes they put the player on a ten day DL and they miss one start, but they can bring up multiple pitchers from the minor leagues and use up the arms some starting, you know. To use the roster spot. So I think that they're trying to kind of punish them a little bit for doing that if that's considered the strategy, right, is that you're only going to miss one start. Well, if you're going to start doing that, you're going to have to miss two starts with your, you know, your top your top pitcher in theory. I think that's maybe what it is. Obviously, I'd have to read a little bit more about it, but this is my first first look. I agree with Brian. What I agree think? with you there, Nate. I think, I think a lot of these rules are really just to kind of get these teams back on track and actually play the game. Uh, as you could see, there's a lot of teams. It's like, okay, well, here's the rules, and they start bending them a little bit. How could they take advantage of it? Well, we're going to put this guy in the DL. We're going to bring up this other guy, get him a couple of starts here and there, and spread them out. Like everybody's just kind of strategizing and working, you know, through loopholes. And I think they're trying to close these loopholes a little bit to make it so that your roster is what you're working with every day, you know. But I, uh, on that point. I don't know if that really works in baseball. Baseball is so long. You have 162 games to play. You can't have the same lineup out there every day like you can in other sports where you know you have days off or you play once a week or something like that. But baseball is very different. You have to have that revolving door uh, as far as pitching goes, especially these days with you know everybody. I don't know if they're fragile or they're protecting arms, protecting their investment, whatever it might be. Uh, but you know, I, I can understand the 15 day thing i think uh if a guy was not that hurt you know put him on the dl he just skips a start and you 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 know start another guy right out of the bullpen that time you know and he just doesn't have the um the time on the dl and i don't know how that works with their contracts either you know if they if uh you know when they become a free agent how many times have they actually been listed on the dl this could be something for the you know thrown in there for the players too where you know if they're not uh spending time on the disabled list, they might be able to get more money uh, on their contract next time Next time around. Yeah, good point. And obviously, we're talking about like kind of get around the rules and take advantage of that. One thing, obviously, that we've been talking about in the sports world, at least in the baseball world, is the Astros and some of the cheating scandal they did in the 2017 World Series. So, um, guys, honestly, like I, it's, it's, it's not like it's going away. Some of the players are really upset with, uh, the commissioner for not coming down hard enough on them. Um, so I, I wanted to ask you guys, if you were the commissioner of baseball, this all happened, how would you punish the Astros? What would you have done to punish them? So Brian, we'll start with you. That's tough. Um, you know, I don't know if I would take away the title or just vacate it and say that, you know, just strip their trophy, not to hand it to the Dodgers, but I, I don't know how I feel about that. But I think one way to, to really come down on them is to affect their salary 
uh, cap of their spending as far as free agents. You know, say for the next five years, you cap them at whatever X amount of dollars that they have to spend. You know, this way it it, it hurts the team uh, in the long run. You know, it, it gives them the ability to not put together another super team or go after free agents. Uh, you know, that, that that I see as a punishment. You know, you see, look at uh, in soccer. I know you guys follow soccer a lot. Oh, yeah. So I'll, I'll let you know how that, how that goes. But uh, Manchester City uh, was cheating in the Champions League, and they are banned from Champions League for two years and were fined $30 million as a franchise. So... You know, I think something along those lines in baseball, they don't, Champions League, that, that, that doesn't exist in baseball. But if you affect them as an organization and who they're going to sign and how much money they're spending uh, over a period of time, I think that's going to be a, uh, a good punishment for, for what they did. You know, if you're not going to take away their title, uh, take away their spending. You know, make, this way you get the owner, too. Um, I think that would be beneficial for everybody and pretty fair. What about you, Rob? Um, I think you do. I agree with Brian. You can't take away a title. It's going to be hard to do that or vacate it. But I don't think you can do a salary cap. I mean, there, there is no salary cap. You know, there's a luxury tax, um, but there is no salary cap in baseball. So you can't lower it. You can't change it, uh, unfortunately. But we don't know exactly what the MLB found out. Did they make a deal with the players just to get the information? Did they how much hard evidence they had? But man, if they knew individual players were involved or could have gotten information, I would have. I would have fined the hell out of the players, the managers, and the owners. I mean, they got a, I feel like they got a slap on the wrist. Yeah, I mean, I all things considered. I mean, what do they lose? You know, they pay a, a fine. That's like me whipping out a 20 right now and paying you guys. Like, all right, cool. I was cheating here. It was a 20. I mean, I forget what they paid, but it was a joke of a, of a fine. Um, but each player should have been fined, you know, half their salary. Something ridiculous or, you know, I don't know, 20% of their salary for the last three years. Something ridiculous. These guys are making... You know, twenty million dollars a year. I don't. I am okay with guys not necessarily trying to take advantage, but you know, guys are going to try and find an edge. You know, there's always been sign stealing on second base or trying to get that edge in the mid game. But when you start using technology for it, I mean, that's just taking cheating to a whole new level. I mean, you know, Pete Rose got banned for life for betting on a baseball game. So you're going to tell me that that's worse? So if the manager uh, bet on his team to win and cheated he would he, he gets away with cheating and winning a world series but if he bets on a few games he gets banned for life like i just think they they just did not do enough for the to the players themselves um maybe i don't know if you could suspend every player for an x amount i just because that's going to be impossible because then i just gonna have a triple a roster out there and that's going to screw up the minor league system but man finding these players uh finding the coaches you know the year ban for the the gm and the manager aj hinge i i get that but i don't think they did enough that's what I would have done. Find the hell out of them and send, giving that money to charity, to kids, yeah, to privileged mm-hmm. kids or something. That's a great one too. Sure. I, I think they should definitely vacate the World Series. Obviously, not give it to the Dodgers because that's you know you, you can't get that moment back as a Dodgers fan. Somebody saying, "Okay, you're the runner-up now. You get it." It's <laughs> it's not the same thing. You you want to celebrate on the field, so I would I would vacate it, and I'd almost put like a postseason ban on the Astros for four years, right? I mean, obviously, if you can't touch the salary cap. <clears throat> do that because then ha- nobody's going to want to come there, right? Nobody's going to come there knowing that they can't go to the postseason. And um, so I, I don't know. I, I like a lot of the things you guys had said. That might be what I do. But I, I think you're right, Rob, with Pete Rose. That's It's awful. Pete Rose is like, how is this not worse than what I did? I mean, you know, it, 
I, I just I feel bad for him too. It's almost like I wish they would have revisited it um, too. And we'll see what happens with the Red Sox. I know that stuff fully hasn't fully come out, but you know it sounds like it's kind of going to be kind of the same thing based on the precedent they just set with the Astros. But it's yeah, it's definitely disappointing. Right with the technology, um, you know, if you're out there and you can pick it up and you can send the signals into each other, I don't mind that if you're on second base. But you're right, the technology is is a step too far. And um, I'm not. I've never been a big fan of Hinch as Maybe a manager, but to lose your best player and get someone else's worst player you know when you swap oh there you go i mean the red sox did it they just got rid of their best player right i mean so maybe uh you know the Astros should do that yeah (laughs) who's the worst team in minor league uh, major league baseball have to swap altuve with someone uh yeah send altuve to miami right send altuve to miami for a year that's punishment that's punishment there in miami and they get you know joey smith who's like you know the 26th man on the team who hits like 195, he has to play shortstop every day for the Astros. That's punishment. That'd be funny. That would be pretty. Yeah, funny. I mean, you, you look at this. You look at this in the history of baseball. You have uh, White Sox, Pete Rose, and the Astros. In the in the history of the game, that's the level that they're they're on right now as far as cheating in in baseball. But I don't think they're going to investigate a lot of these other teams because they're going to find out that everybody was doing it. Yeah, I think. and and Houston and Houston cheated the best, and they won. Yeah, and they don't. Baseball does not want that to get out either. That pretty much everybody was doing something along those lines, uh, as far as all those all those teams. I mean, Boston was doing it. The let's be honest, the Yankees were doing it. Houston was doing it. You know, but Houston won, so they went after them and said, "Okay, well, you, you were." T- you you were cheating the best. We you got caught, and you're gonna pay the price. And I love this year in the World Series. Like, ah, <laughs> don't want to talk about it. Yeah. And I loved in the World Series this year that they lost all their home games to the Nationals. That was a bizarre World Series. Everybody lost their own their home games. But uh, you know, I think had the Astros won, even won one of those games at home, this they would have won the World Series. We would have been talking about this all over again, uh, and mm-hmm. what they would have done. So I, I was actually excited. You know, not, another reason to root for the Nats in the World Series. So. Um, guys, all right, we're going to kind of go through this a little bit quick. So I want to get everybody's predictions. What I want to do is I'm going to go through each division. I want you to tell me who you think your division champ's going to be and who the wild card would be, who would be the runner-up in, uh, in thinking that. All right, so AL East, I already know what Brian's going to say on this, but we're going to go through it anyway. AL East is the Baltimore Orioles, Red Sox, Yankees, uh, I want to say the Devil Rays, but they're just the Rays, and the Blue Jays. So let's get, uh, Brian, we'll go with you because we already know who your division winner is, but... Who's your uh, wild card? Ooh, a wild card out of the East? I don't know if my wild card's coming out of the East. Um, I think Toronto's got a good young team. We'll see what they could do. But I don't know if they've made enough improvements this year to uh, to make any noise. Uh, with the Red Sox basically dismantled and looks like they're going to rebuild for the next couple of years. I don't see the Yankees having any problem getting out of that division. No. Brian, if you didn't know, is a big huge Yankees <laughs> fan, so... We're just assuming he's going to go ahead and pick the uh, the Yankees to win that. Rob, what do you think? <clears throat> uh, I think it's uh, I think the Yankees are going to have it locked up. Um, but again, I don't think the wild card's going to come out of the East this year. I, uh, I think it's going to come out of the Central. But if you had to pick a runner up, we're just kind of hypothetically your runner up. They'd be the wild card. Oh, I think it's going to be Tampa Bay. Tampa. All I think right. Tampa Bay. Yeah, I think they have a good team. Um, you know, I, I see them winning another ninety games, and I don't see Boston winning. Yeah, I don't see Boston winning over 90 or Toronto or Baltimore, so I think Tampa's got to have it. All right. AL Central, Rob, we're going to start with you. White Sox, Indians, Tigers, Royals, <laughs> Twins. 
I think it's going to be a little flip-flop at the top. I think Cleveland's going to win a division, and Minnesota's going to come in second. All right, Brian? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a toss-up. I'll just I'll flip-flop it. I'll say Minnesota uh, takes the division. They they just picked up some some good players. Uh, didn't they just grab uh, Kenta Mayetta, or Mayetta from uh, L.A.? Um, a couple other moves that they make, but they, they got a good solid team. And uh, I think they'll they'll get the division. All right, AL West, Brian. We're gonna start with you. The Trash Toes. I mean, I'm sorry, Astros. Gosh, I gotta keep stop stop doing that, right? Angels, Athletics, Mariners, and Rangers. Who do you think? Oh, uh, Angels. I think the Angels are gonna play well this year. And uh, Oakland. Oakland's always got a good team. You know, they're scrappy. They they were good last year too. I think if uh, if they keep that up, they'll they'll be right there. They'll be fighting for the division, especially with Houston. Uh, I don't know all, all the crap that Houston's getting. I just don't know if they're gonna gonna play well. Uh, they still have all those players. I mean, they're still a good team. They do. They have the but, talent, but mentally, you got to figure out if that's gonna mentally, work. Mentally, they're gonna be there. I mean, teams. I don't know. I just don't know how that's gonna play out. Uh, used to, if all those guys are playing, you have to kind of say that the Astros are, are the best team in that division. But out, I, I, I'm just gonna go outside of that. I'd say Angels uh, surprised a lot of people this year and, and and win some games. I like the pick, Angels. I like that. Rob, what about you? Uh, I agree too. I think Angel is going to make a huge improvement this year. I do. I see them finishing second, just below Houston, uh, because Houston's going to have uh, every game. They're going to have a runner on first to start because someone's hitting these guys every yep. single game. I bet. <laughs> so uh, you know, it, it's like softball. Start with a runner on first, pretty much. So I think uh, all jokes aside, I think Houston still has a good team. I think they will edge out the Angels by a few games. Um, but the Angels will be battling for that wild card spot. I think they'll be much much improved team this year. But Oakland, they'll be up there too. So, um, you know, I think all three teams have potential to win 90 games. It's going to come to the uh, division games and who's going to prevail. Yeah. All right, Rob, who are your two teams you think will be in the ALCS? ALCS. Hmm. I'm going to give it... I'm going to go Yankees. Probably... Man, I hate to say, uh, hate to say Houston, but I think Houston. I think it'll be Yankees in Houston again. All right, all right, Brian. Who is your uh, ALCS? Yeah, hard to hard to go against Houston not being there. Uh, but maybe maybe we maybe we see a surprise. You know, maybe um, this is Minnesota's year if they don't play the Yankees uh, to get to the ALCS. You know, if they they go the other way and meet up with the Yankees in the ALCS because they can't beat the Yankees never have. And I don't know if they ever will, but, uh, I'd say, you know, surprise pick would be Minnesota, but Houston's, we all know Houston. Minnesota. I thought Minnesota beat the Yankees in the 2002 division series. I'll have to look that up. I'll have to look that up. Cause that was the year it was the angels versus the, uh, the giants. It was the year. Yeah, 2002. Is the, that was the World Series. I'll have to look that up. We'll, we'll find out if that is. I, I might be wrong. I'm not sure. Um, all right, we'll start with the NL, the NL, National League. All right, so uh, Brian's looking it up real quick to see if I am correct or if I'm false. He's got he's to defend his Yankees. I understand that. <coughs> Rob, we're going to start with you. NL East, the Braves, the Marlins, the Mets, if there's still a team, Phillies, and the Nationals. Who do you, who do you got coming out of that, Rob? Um, I think it's going to be the New York Mets uh, because I am a Mets fan. But I do think they have uh, they've improved their team. 
you know, I think they, they finished 86. They, they got off to a weak start last year, but I think they're a good team. I think their, their pitching depth is good if they stay healthy. Um, I don't. Th- I think Atlanta is going to take a step back a little bit, and so is Washington. So I think it's going to really help the Mets. I think they're going to make a little bit of a jump. I think Philadelphia is going to have a little resurgence. So I'm going to go Mets and Philly, one and two. All right. Brian, you want to take a shot at NL East? You want me to take this real quick? No, NL East? Uh, Braves. Like- Braves got a good team. And uh, I don't know. I'd say the Mets. I'd say the Mets, the Mets, the Mets will come around this year. Why not? All right, I took Drop a shot for Finn. I took a shot at uh, the the Mets because Rob's a big Mets fan. So, all right, uh, NL Central. Brian, we're going to start with you this time. Cubs, Reds, Brewers, Pirates, Cardinals. Ooh, Cardinals. They're always they're always good. They might. I don't know. I don't know if they'll win the division, but they might get the wild card. Um, Brewers have a good team. Brewers are really good. I'd, I'd go Brewers and uh, Cardinals. All right, Rob, what about you? Uh, well, I'm going to pause and let you know that Anaheim beat the Yankees in 2002, and Minnesota did win. They beat Oakland that year. Oh, okay. So Minnesota did not beat the Yankees, but they did advance. So that was that. Uh, back to my predictions. Yeah, I think going back to them, I think uh, Minnesota, uh, Milwaukee and St. Louis, I, I think it's a total. Who's going to take first and who's going to finish? I think both teams finish with like 90, 91 wins. Um I don't think Chicago's really done much. Cincinnati hasn't done anything to improve, and Pittsburgh hasn't. They just keep dealing away their oh, good Pittsburgh players. So who terrible. knows what they're doing? Yeah, oh, I forgot about so. the Reds. No, the Reds. The Reds. I take it back. I take it back. No Cardinals this year. Reds. They're gonna surprise everybody. I don't think they win ninety games. I think they they improve. I think they go. Uh, they win. They're over five hundred. But I don't think they're gonna win ninety games. That's gonna win that division. All right. Let's move on to the NL West. I really want to hear two. I only want to hear one name out of this. Um, but obviously I want to get both, but there's, there's, there's one team I really want to hear about of both your mouth. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Brian, we'll start with you. NL West, Diamondbacks, Dodgers, okay. Rockies, well, Padres, Giants. Go ahead. Uh, well, definitely the Dodgers. I'm sure that's, that's what you wanted me to, to say. Uh, we'll get that division. That's, that's for sure. And, uh, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe those Diamondbacks. All right. I don't know if. If anybody uh, on here likes the Diamondbacks, oh, oh right, Nate's here. Okay, <laughs> forgot about that. All right, it's like yeah, no, Dim- Diamondbacks good. I mean, Matty Bums is Matty Bums still Matty Bums for, of old? Maybe I don't know. I don't know how much get how much he's got left in the tank. You know, so I wouldn't count on count on him too much. Uh, but you guys have a good team. There's no question. Uh, they played well last year. I think they, they're improving. Uh, they're growing as a as a team. Uh, good young young players. And, uh, you know, they'll, they'll give the Dodgers a run for their money, but Dodgers definitely the, the best team in that division. Yeah. All right, Rob. Let's go two for two. Come on. Yeah, I agree. Like you said, you wanted to hear the name, and that's going to be the Los Angeles Dodgers. <laughs> they're going to win the division. I think they just will Mookie Betts. It's just they're going to be hard to beat. Um, but I do. I, I agree with Brian. I don't think the other teams in that division have done anything uh, except for the Diamondbacks, who, you know, made some plays getting Marte and – um, they play well this year. They got a good young team. We'll see how they can handle if they can handle you know second solid season like this. But um, yeah, I'll give it. To, I'll give it to them. I don't know. If they're not going to beat the Dodgers. I can't see that happening. But I can see them winning eighty five to eighty eight games, and maybe they sneak into a, a wild card spot. But we'll see. Yeah, I I definitely agree. I mean, I, as much as I, it pains me, I hate the Dodgers, but um, I do think the Dodgers are just too much talent. Um, you know, they're good at the regular season. They're going to win the regular season. So. 
But uh, I, I am hopeful that the Dimebacks will get the wild card spot and uh, do some damage in the playoffs. Um, we'll see. I mean, I, I think Bumgarner. I don't. I don't think he's going to last more than a couple of years. I think if he's still himself, that's only going to last a year, maybe two max, if they do some load management with him. Um, so we'll see if that pans out to be a good tra- uh, roster move. So, all right, guys, who is your NLCS picks? Rob, we'll start with you. Top two NL teams. I'm going to go Los Angeles Dodgers at the New York Mets. Oh, God. NLCS. I think in a short in a short series, I think the Mets have a uh, better pitching staff um, in playoffs. So if they can get to the uh, playoffs, I think they have the best pitchers uh, in the National League and in a 1-2-3 kind of a tandem. So we'll see. But I'm going to go Mets and Dodgers. All right. Not a bad pick. Brian, what do you got? I'm going uh, Dodgers-Braves. I like it. Okay. Yeah. If I had to take it, I'm going to pick Diamondbacks and Braves. So I like the Braves pick. That's who, uh, that's who I'd say in that. I don't want the Dodgers anywhere near. I want them out in the first round like they did this year. I like, I like that happening. Yeah. So, so do the Yankees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, we went a little bit over than our normal 30 minutes, but it, that's, that's fine. We had some good times here. So, All right, guys, you want to get any last word in? Brian, you got any one minute? You want a minute to yourself? Say anything you want? Let's go Yankees. All right. Let's go Cole. <laughs> All right, Rob, what about you? Uh, I'm going to say one rule we didn't talk about is the roster changes. I'd like it. Uh, adding a 26 player and then cutting down the 40 man roster, I think is going to, um, I think it's good for baseball. The minor leagues are kind of getting cut back. So I think having 40 players is too much. So I think having, uh, a couple of extra players in that second half will give guys some rest, but not make it too crazy for these teams who are completely out of it. Just bring up anybody, Joe, anybody. And, uh, it gets a little ridiculous. I think 40 man. So I do like that rule. All right, good. Something maybe we can talk about it the next time. So, all right, everybody. Well, thanks uh, to Rob and Brian. And on behalf of all three of us, thanks for listening. Talk to you later.